This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. Welcome to the program. Hi. It's Pat and Stu. Mm-hmm. That's us. And then there's him. Man, that over there. Ugh. Whatever. Uh, you know, we're, we work on it. We try. <laughs> we try to get rid of that. Every week, uh, there's an attempt made by us. Pat and I have extensive mm-hmm. conversations about what we can do to eliminate the situation. And so far, uh, nothing has succeeded. It's fallen on deaf ears thus far. But we're working on it. So, you know, we're working on it. I mean, we eventually think he's going to do it to himself. <laughs> <clears throat> Eventually, uh, he's going to take himself out. But until then, we'll just keep trying. <laughs> Pretty good chance of that, right, Jeffy? Yeah, what do you think? I mean, I'm not, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. What's your doctor say? How long do you got? <laughs> Three months? Well, what's, what's I the try minutes? to avoid doctors. I just want to just give me the prescription. <laughs> Let's move on. I think that's really true. Mm. That's probably the Is truest thing he's ever said. Because I would say you, I thought you went to a lot of doctors, judging by like the big box of prescription pads you have in your office. <laughs> oh. 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 Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, so Hezbollah is excited. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, didn't like Donald Trump in the uh, election. They were not happy about it. Um, I don't know any of them personally, but I know. Some people out there were not big fans of Donald Trump. Um, that is not apparently Hezbollah. Hezbollah very excited. 
um, the leader of Hezbollah, recognized by the United States as a terrorist group, says the world will benefit from having an idiot in the White House. <laughs> uh, Those said, damn terrorists. <laughs> uh, Sunday, uh, they said in a speech, uh, the group is much stronger than when it was created in the early 80s and should not be concerned about threats from the West. Referring to Trump, uh, they said, uh, we are very optimistic that when an idiot settles in the White House and boasts about his idiocy, this is the beginning of relief for the oppressed around the world. I don't know why. I would say this, this is not going to work out well for someone like Hezbollah. It does not seem like that would be a, the, the Trump thing is going to be a problem. I, I think it is, is going to be a problem for them. Um, you know, if anything, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he, I think he's seen as a guy who, you know, because he promoted this side of him opposing the Iraq war and everything, this idea that he's some pacifist and doesn't want to get involved in world conflicts, I think you're going to see that one evaporate pretty quickly. You know, I mean, the North Korea thing was kind of interesting. All they have the to weekend. do is tweet something mean about him, yeah, and he'll be all over him. Imagine if they do. I mean, this, so, this is probably going to piss him off. Probably, mm-hmm. they should have just kept quiet, and he would have ignored them. But uh, <laughs> now they're in trouble. Now he knows their name and everything. Yeah, That's not going to be good. Now they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Americans trust the Trump administration more than the media. Apparently, according to Emerson, an Emerson College poll. Forty-nine percent of U.S. voters believe that uh, the Trump administration is truthful, Oof. while only thirty-nine percent feel that way about the news media. That's an amazingly high number because he, it's an amazingly high number for a group of people who lie all the time, right? And like the uh, Trump administration. And from the point of even when he won the election, the polls were saying they didn't trust him. Now that could be yeah. part of the post-election glow, uh, new president. You get a, usually a little bit of a bump, and things sort of fade out um, after that. I mean, uh, you know. Like there, there's a, I think about a ten point drop typically, uh, from the beginning of the first term to the end of it, as far as uh, approval rating. And that's just typical, depending on what happens. Obviously, in the term, some of them have gone up, but the average is something like a seven or eight point drop. But if that happens to Donald Trump, he's starting at a lower level than any previous president. It could be really problematic. I mean, he could be mm-hmm. in the mid thirties easily. Um, but this is uh, so. This the forty nine percent is not necessarily a good number. I mean, if you want to, this is a poll that obviously a lot of Trump people. Uh, would like. However, you could say this about literally every president in recent memory. I mean, like Barack Obama also had better um, trustworthy numbers than the media. I mean, everybody does these days because that's just more of a commentary on the media than something uh, positive on the Trump administration. Yeah. Uh, 89% of Republicans call the Trump administration truthful. (laughs) 89%. That is phenomenal. That's really... I mean, the guy lied more than just about anybody I've ever seen. I, I, it would be tough between he and Obama as to who lied more. It, it really would It'd be tough to figure that out. And I think you can say uh, that you think he's done a good job so far, uh, but I don't see how you say that they're that truthful. he's truthful. I mean, right? Look, they right. they don't even. I mean, you don't, to prove Donald Trump lies, you only have to put multiple quotes of Donald Trump on the screen. Like, I'm not even, it's not even about, like, questionable issues. He'll constantly disagree with himself. Mm-hmm. So one of the two times, probably a lie. You know, uh, you know, it could be that he was just learning about it, too, which is obviously a possibility. But a lot of, I mean, he does this all the time. And, uh, you know, the stuff that, you know, people like Sean Spicer say and uh, this, uh, what's his face, <laughs> Stephen Miller was a disaster on the Sunday shows this weekend. You know, Who is he? He's another one of their spokespeople, I guess. Uh, kind of a, So is he going to be the guy with Spicer? I don't know. I mean, they trotted him out on all the shows this weekend. Mm. So it seems like, for whatever reason, 
they are wanting to get him in front of people. Yeah, it did not it's work usually out well, though. a press secretary and a deputy press secretary, and I don't think we have a deputy. There's, well, deputy there's also one right now. a communications director is another part it, yes, of that, which is a, that's who Anita Anita Dunn was during the right. you know, lizard tongue chick. Lizard, <laughs> yes, lizard tongue. They may they bring her back. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, but I so I. I I think I don't think there's any way, and I think the same thing about the Obama administration, by the way. But I don't think there's any way you can justify this administration as being honest. I, I think it, pure partisanship there, right? Like you, yes. if you like Trump, you say they're this honest. This goes right down the line. If you don't like them, then then you don't. Eighty-nine percent of Republicans think Trump's truthful. Seventy-seven uh, percent of Democrats think he's untruthful. That's a huge disparity. On the other hand, sixty-nine percent of Democrats find the media truthful. Uh, 91% of Republicans consider them untruthful. You can't have a bigger chasm between Democrats and Republicans. There's a chasm there. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you bridge that gulf because it's pretty wide. And it it just looks like Democrats believe, uh, well, they, they, they don't believe anybody Republican and they believe everything that, Someone who opposes Republicans says they, they believe everything the media says. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Pretty. On the other hand, though, you can say the same thing about Republicans. Just because there's a Republican in office, they're going to believe him. And maybe because there's a Republican in office, they're not going to believe the news media. Ninety one percent. That's a huge number. Uh, not for not believing the news media. Yeah, uh, it, it is a huge number. Uh, and I, I, look. The, the media, I think, is biased. We've been covering it for a zil- every single day since we got into this job. Mm-hmm. We've been covering the media's bias. But, I mean, uh, at this point, it's just, like, I, you know, the, the blind opposition to it is wrong. Just like mm-hmm. their bias is wrong. The blind opposition to everything they write that disagrees with you is wrong. You, yeah. you have to be able to, to, to look at these things as individuals and, and determine whether they're truthful or not. Uh, determine where it's coming from and whether you believe it. It's just, it can't be, you know, every, you see this all the time, and certainly the, it manifests itself most easily uh, to describe on something like Twitter, where people are just constantly just screaming about stuff that they have no idea what they're talking about. But it's like, someone will say to you, oh yeah, prove it. And you say, okay, here's the report where this happened. Oh, that's from the media. <laughs> well, that, I, I don't know, how would you have me prove it? Right. If I were to film it myself, the event that whatever we're talking about, and I actually have it on film because I was there. You would say I was in the media. There's no way to prove it to someone who says everything uh, that is reported is false. So you know, obviously, the, the the sensible thing there is to not engage with them, which is and really that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah, it's, it, it's really where we are. It's 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 tough again, and it's tough to bridge that gap between us. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of good sources on the right, for example, um, uh, and then there's Breitbart. Which, I mean, will, you know, absolutely parrot everything the administration has to say. Um, and obviously, I mean, Steve Bannon is a guy who used to write it and run the, run the place. And now he's, you know, the t- Trump's top guy. So, I mean, you, you're going to go to Breitbart and get honest information about the, uh, about the administration? The answer to that is obviously no. Now, sure, they used to run articles about how Donald Trump wanted a single-payer health care system. They, mm-hmm. They're still on the site. You can find them. Uh, but that's no longer in their interest, so they don't do those things anymore. Um, I'd much rather have a site that will tell me the truth about 
the person uh, involved uh, and try to treat it honestly. I mean, having a lean to to a news source is completely fine with me. I mean, that's, but you want the truth. But I want the truth. I want, I want someone. I don't want someone who thinks of it as a gymnastics event to try to justify whatever opinion just came out of the White House. Right. I mean, we've seen that. MSNBC did that for years with the Obama administration. Uh, Keith Olbermann used to go on TV and do the exact opposite. Whatever Bush said, he would say the opposite. People did this all the time. It's not something I'm interested in being a part of. Um, Breitbart had uh, somehow scored an interview with Sean Spicer. Wow, how did they get that one done? What a miracle. Uh, somehow... The, the, it was the, a one-on-one. I know. It's incredible. Uh, and uh, it, was a, it was a tad... Uh, did you think this is a tad awkward? Check it out. So, obviously, readers' first question is, will this go all the way to the Supreme Court? I think we're going to have to examine our legal um, options. That's what our counsel's office is doing now to make sure that we, um, that, that we um, know what the best legal route to do is. But there's, there's potential options. The president's fairly committed to this extremely committed to this, rather, because he understands that this this is what needs to be done to make sure that our country's kept safe. And looking back, do you feel like um, that possibly we should, the, the administration should have waited before they decided to implement this executive order? Or? No, I mean, look, we did what was, was in the best interest of this country. If you had given people it a heads better. up, they could have potentially flooded into the system. But this executive order was completely compliant with the law. It was vetted through the Office of Legal Compliance at the Department of Justice. <laughs> Why? Um, and, Why is you know, so as the close? case in Boston suggests, uh, we're too close. One of the, one of the first cases Are we interviewing his ear? <laughs> uh, we Hopefully we could get up his nostrils. The were. Then once it was argued on its merits, they ruled in the president's favor, and I think that we're going to continue to see that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, All right. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> what was Come, that? Can we roll that back for the last 10 seconds? Because that was an awesome end. To that interview. The beginning was the same way. <laughs> I will say, so good follow-up work there. Great. Uh, oh, Lord, what we're going to do is... Well, here we go. Then once it was argued on its merits, they ruled in the president's favor, and I think that we're going to continue to see that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's great. Oh, wow. Uh, um, man. Some good camera work, some good interview yeah, work. I mean, here's a, here's a that site powerful. that is essentially the official <laughs> arm of the White House, and they can't do better than that production was quality-wise. I Oof. mean, uh, you can't get, I don't know, it looks like they're using like a 1984 VHS camcorder, uh, and it's like right up up his nostrils and his ears, and uh, they're on the wrong person for half of it. That was weird. Crazy. I mean, jeez. <laughs> uh, so, um, it's funny because this whole immigration thing, I can't find a way that it matters. I mean, this is a, with the exception of if you happen to be two weeks away from coming to America from Syria and then it happens to you and now you've got to survive in Syria for a few extra weeks. Or, You're talking the travel ban? Yeah, the travel ban. Yeah. The, yeah, because it's, it covers. Um, uh, all sorts of things, not just mm-hmm. uh, refugees, but also people who are just coming here. Um, it's such a bizarre thing. First of all, we talked about this at the beginning. It's not that radical a policy. It's not. It's not the policy he suggested in the campaign at all. It's not a Muslim ban. It does a few things. Number one, it limits the, uh, the uh, refugee count to 50,000 which is in line with the past two presidents. Oh, the humanity. Right. I mean, it's, it's in oh, line no. with what the past, past two presidents have done. And remember, mm-hmm. this is a guy who came into office saying he was going to do extreme vetting. For him to do a couple months of a pause before those policies are fully in place is completely fine. If you believe it's going to be a pause. It's, but, it, it, you know, at the time, that's, that's what's written down. 
I can understand someone on the left saying it's not going to be a pause. The guy wants it all the time. <clears throat> I would completely understand that. But he hasn't done that yet. So the, this policy in, in and of itself is not that. It, it uh, pauses refugees and, uh, and uh, those visiting here for three or four months, depending on what group you're talking about. And it completely eliminates uh, any Syrian refugees from coming to the country. However, I mean, that sounds worse than it is. From 2011 to 2015, that was essentially our policy. The Obama administration during the Civil War said, wait a minute, there's a civil war going on. Maybe we shouldn't have any Syrian refugees coming to the country. He would import numbers like 29 of them per year. 29, not 29,000, 29. Only in 2000, the end of 2015 and 2016 did he ramp that way up and got these big numbers. But it's Obama's ramping up in 2016 that is the outlier. It's not Trump's zero. It's Obama's 15, 16,000. That is the outlier there. So the... the the net effect of this, it's not some huge Muslim ban. It's not really going to do much uh, at all. That being said, if you admit that, which I'm sure every Trump supporter right now is saying, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Why are they complaining about it? You also have to admit it's not going to do very much for our security. It is not that drastically different than what we have right now. It is going to, uh, it's going to delay some people coming into the country. But overall, the net effect of this, as far as terrorism goes, is very minimal. It doesn't do much of anything. Maybe for a short period of time, you might have an you might have an effect, but probably not. And unless he extends it for a long period of time, it's not going to do much. Then you go to the court system. Well, the court didn't even say it was illegal. The court didn't say that. They just said we're going to rule on it, and until we rule on it, you guys have to wait to implement it. And then Trump said, "Well, we're going to challenge that." And all of these things have been met with giant, massive news outbreaks and protests. And then Trump said, we're going to challenge that. And they went up the court to the Ninth Circuit. And the Ninth Circuit said, yeah, we're not going to rule on the validity of this, this uh, either, but you, sh- you can't implement it until they actually rule on it. Now, of course, they could go back and rule in Trump's favor on this, or they could, they could turn it down. He might not even press it further. You know why he might not press it further? Because he can just rewrite it and implement it again. It's an executive order, and if he doesn't feel like dealing with the court process, he can just rewrite the policy in a slightly different way and probably get it done anyway. There's nothing in this entire story of any consequence. Yet everyone is freaked out about every step. I, I mean, I guess that's, mm-hmm. uh, I guess those are more, that's the world we live in at this point. But I mean, jeez, uh, it's like everybody freaks out about everything. It really isn't that big of a deal. Shouldn't be to the left. And it shouldn't be that big of a deal to the right either. It's not this giant thing that's going to save our nation. It's not doing much of anything. You said a mouthful. A real mouthful. Thank you for that, Pat. Uh, what more can you say? I don't know. I, I, is that? It. Do you disagree with that analysis? No, no. I'm, really, not, I'm not that excited about it, frankly. It I'm not. You know, let's see what happens with it, and let's see where he takes it. And frankly, I, I think it's a good thing to do a little pause here. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with doing a pause. Yeah. I don't. I don't have. We don't have to take everybody who wants to come no. into this country. We don't have to. There is no law that says we must accept every single living human being who wants to come here to come here. We no. don't have to. So, well, especially because he relax. ran on this policy. He ran on on something like, much more severe. Take, again, take much it more on, take it on. Yeah, exactly. Take it on its face for a second. He he wound up landing in uh, extreme betting, right? That's where he, yeah. the Muslim ban turned into twenty five different things. But he said basically what we're going to do is look at people that are coming in more closely. So if you're going to do that, and you, on its face. You're going to take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to run Obama's crappy policy for two months and let a bunch of people in that shouldn't be here. What I want to do is take some time, implement what I want, 
And then after that, we'll open up the doors again. That is, I don't trust Trump, and I know the left doesn't trust Trump. So I get why you might think that he's going to do something else with this policy. However, he didn't do it. You might say, well, wait a minute. In the, in the campaign, he said he wanted to ban all Muslims. And, and Rudy Giuliani went on TV and said he wanted to do a legal way to do a Muslim ban. <laughs> and if he does that, we'll oppose it, too. Of course. So, uh, you know, I just don't understand. You know, everyone is just going crazy over really a giant nothing burger. There's nothing happening here. Yeah. It's really very little. In the same way, he shouldn't be criticized for hating all Muslims and wanting them all deported. He also shouldn't be praised for taking these wonderful steps to save the country. Really, it's just, you know, the, the way it breaks down, I think, is do you believe that this is Trump's underhanded way of getting a Muslim ban? That's option A. Option B is it's the people around him and, and the campaigns uh, and the administration's plan to appease Trump and to say, well, we met a, a campaign promise. You know, is it something that they're doing to kind of throw it out there? Because it's not doing either of the things that both sides are saying. It doesn't ban all Muslims. It doesn't, uh, you know, everyone with brown skin is not no longer allowed in the country. It doesn't do anything like that. And it also doesn't make us perfectly safe and really take a positive step towards uh, securing our, our freedoms. We don't know. If he implements a better policy after this, then yes, it will, it will help. But he hasn't done that yet. He hasn't done any, anything yet. It really is incredible how much attention this has happened that has, has been focused on a, a policy that really does very little. And I think it inoculates Trump long term. If he does do something later on uh, that says that is really uh, wrong in my view, and I think in your view, Pat, then people are going to say, oh, they're still complaining about that. It's like the liberals should understand that you can't just complain about everything. You it's need exactly to what happened. the things that are actually wrong. It's what happened with the email scandal, and it's what happened yeah. with the Benghazi thing. Oh, you're still talking about that? Stop talking about it. You just exhaust the American people, and they get so fatigued with it, they don't want to hear about it anymore. And, and that's, you're right. That's exactly what will happen in this case. You know, you can take a positive step, though, toward uh, taking care of yourself and your family with my Patriot Supply. I, we buy well, what? Voting bigger government policies to help people when, mm. like, if there's an emergency, then people should be able to, you should get food at your house delivered to your house from caterers or something. We should mm. po- vote for things like that. No. Mm-mm, actually, this would bring food to your house that you've paid for. And, like, in this particular instance, you could get up to four weeks of food for just $99. Yeah, but the government's supposed to do that. No, you, you wouldn't need to pay for it because the government's going to do it for supposed free. to do that for you and your family. I'm supposed to do it for me and mine. Jeffy, nobody expects him to do anything. Uh, so whatever he does that is positive is just an amazing worldwide event that nobody can quite believe. Well, it so would be if it happened. If it happened, it, it but would it's be never, it has yet right. to happen. <laughs> yeah. But we're waiting for the day when it's, he might call 888 I mean, you it know? is about food. He might call. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, prepare with the blaze.com. You could go on the on the website if you could close some of his uh, windows that have other material on them uh, for a moment. You could go to prepare with the or call 888-411-5290. It's not like one of those 900 numbers where you're paying by the minute, Jeffy. It's different. You get the food <laughs> delivered to your house. 888-411-5290 or prepare with the blaze.com. You have to feel badly for Meryl Streep. Uh, darn it, anyway. What if you people don't? are. 
Why? People are saying mean things about her. What if you don't? The no. president of the United States himself has said mean things about her. She didn't say anything mean about the president? Well, yes. But he shouldn't say anything about her in return, you know? You know what I mean? Nobody can say anything bad about Meryl Streep. She's our finest actor of this generation or something. Uh, but at a fundraiser for the Human Rights Campaign on Saturday night, um, she renewed her criticism of Donald Trump, lamented being the most berated actress of her generation following Trump's tweet that she was overrated. She said, yes, I am the most overrated, over-decorated, and currently I am the most over-berated actress uh, uh, of my generation. Uh, <laughs> That's wonderful. What a wonderfully biting sense of humor she has. She's adorable. <laughs> That's, that is terrific. Oh, gosh. Uh, she also, according to Fox, mentioned how scary it was to be a target, and she wished she could stay at home and load the dishwasher. Instead of negotiating the weight of all the honors she received, presumably the dubious honor of being singled out by the president. Ah, oh, man, things are so tough when you're Meryl Streep. Right. By the way, she uh, her role in Florence Foster Jenkins, uh-huh. uh huh, which I'm sure was really good. She got nominated oh. for an Oscar uh, Again. for that role. For, for All no, she for has what? to do is show, show up, up, and show she's up. nominated every... I, I'd like to know if there's a movie in the last 20 years well, the, that she's done. Well, the Rock done. Band movie, she was not nominated. Yeah, oh, she was not nominated. No, so not there for is the one. Rock Band movie. Although there is one. She, I mean, that was just... I think they were like, we can't, we can't figure out a way to justify this. <laughs> right. <laughs> we cannot. Now, the other thing they do with her is... I'll bet that's true. I would say the other time she's not nominated is when she has multiple movies in a year. So if she has multiple movies, they can just pick one and then say the other one's okay. Which is what they did because, uh, right, Ricky and the Flash and uh, Francis Florence, whatever. Was it the same Were those year? the same year? I think so, yeah. I know, you might be right. Maybe. Uh, but 50 to 1 to win. Now, I, uh, look, as a guy who, who you know, enjoys the numbers, uh, <laughs> if I, I'm putting some cash on that. 50, 50 to 1 for Meryl Streep. Now, she probably won't win, but... Does she have more than a 2% chance of winning? I, I think mean, that's with worth her, 10 bucks. With her activism, right? I think the answer to that is yes. Right? Like, because. Are you actually going to place a bet on they that? They will, well, I don't know, maybe. Uh, if I, uh, Jeffy, maybe Jeffy knows some bookies, so. Um, but 50 to 1, it's like, why not take a shot at it, right? Yeah. I mean, like, Absolutely. because. Just because they want her to make a, an anti Trump speech sure in the middle of the, that, they might just give her. They might give her the opportunity. And, I, and Ricky in the Flash was with uh, Suffragette, not uh, the oh, Florence yeah. Foster was, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. was 16. And Rick, the greatness of Ricky in the Flash was 2015. So oh, I apologize. But she was nominated. She was just nominated for something yeah. else. For, uh, yeah. for she was nominated for I the other movie that Suffragette, year. Suffragette, right? Suffrage, is it Suffragette? Suffragette, yeah. Right. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, Suffragette. I yeah. can look that up uh, over time here. Oh um, uh, right! She's look. If she's not, if they know that she's not going to win, right? And at some point, the the uh, Oscar is going to know whether she wins or not. So they're going to bring her out to uh, give away an Oscar for something where she can blather on for a few minutes before she gives it away, right? So she gets her statement right. in. Yeah, I mean, and that's a big award. But, you know, Best Actress is obviously a big one. Um, uh, let's see. I'm looking here for where is her stupid twenty Oscars. Uh, Screen Actors Guild, everything but. <laughs> is this her? People's Choice Awards, that's a big one. Uh, let's see, Film Critic Awards. Jeez, I mean, the amount of awards this woman has been nominated agonizing. for. Agonizing. It's, it's agonizing. It, uh, it shows that our society is awful. Uh, is this it? Golden Globes. Jeez. 
Where the heck are the damn Oscars? Why are they making me? I was. I'm here on this one where they're going to make me flip through screens so I can see a picture of every freaking movie oh, she's I, been. We I want 20 that. clicks instead of one yeah, Academy Awards. It's in the A's, which I went all the way from the Z's looking for Oscars. <laughs> I can't do the A's. So she got uh, Into the Woods in 2015. I guess 2016. She was nominated for that. Into the Woods. That Let me movie tell you is something. horrific. She was, the movie is horrific, and she is it's, terrible in it. She is. I, I was shocked because I was at that point not where you are. I think I won you over because ability. of that movie. It, you you did win me over because of that movie. <laughs> I watched that with my mouth open because she was so bad in it. She was terrible in that movie. There's no effort anymore. I mean, and it's garbage. She was the movie Into the Woods time. is is terrible. Bad. Um, so she got nominated for that. Was she nominated for Suffragette? No, I did not see that. So she okay. did, so they did skip that year. Um, All right. Maybe because they were just like, look. Well, no, well, what year was... You ever, she, they, the Academy probably thought, with Ricky and the Flash, that they were getting trolled. They were like, she's just trying to see if we'll nominate her for it. But Into the Woods was 2015, right? Yes. Okay, so, but in, on IMDb it says 2014, and Suffragette and Ricky and the Flash, 2015. So Into the Woods might have been just like at the end of the year or whatever. Maybe. Well, the 2016 Oscars... Uh, she did not get a nomination. 2017, oh, wow. okay, she did. In 2015, 2014, 2012, 2010, 2009, 2007, 2003, 2099, 96, 91, 89. It's really recently when most of her work has been ignored that she's got the every year nominations. Um, or close to it. I mean, August Osage County. Really? <laughs> Uh, now she got the Iron Lady one, which I did not yeah. see that. Although it was, a, and you'd, you'd expect it because it was I, negative I didn't see on that her. Um, Julie and be. Julia, I saw, which again was yeah. uh, terrible. I mean, I, it was all right. I, mean, I liked it. I, although I, I liked just, that I, movie. just because it was a terrible, of her. terrible message, terrible message in that movie. Why? Because the poor guy got completely screwed. You remember at the end of it, they're like, "Oh well," because uh, she here's a guy. Who's, again, this is your this is your Julia a supportive. You got a supportive uh, husband who's mm-hmm. trying to help her through this weird obsession she has with Julia Childs. This yes. is not uh, not <laughs> Meryl Streep, who did a oh, halfway right. yeah, decent yeah. impression of her, but really was barely in the movie and, she, and wasn't even a supporting actress nomination. She got a best actress nomination out of that. She was in like five five minutes of that movie. It was about a totally different person. How did you get a Best Actress nomination I, for that? Because she's know. Meryl Streep. Right, because she's Meryl Streep. So the guy, if I remember the movie correctly, it's been a while. She decides she wants to make everything in the Julia Child's cookbook, yeah. this woman. And yes, she's with this. she does. Seemingly and in one year, she's going to make every single recipe, I believe. Yes, and so she goes completely insane throughout the process. Yeah, she does. Um, and, uh, and basically treats her husband or boyfriend or whoever it was terribly. And she's a, is, um, is, it, is she the newspaper Writer or the blogger, or she's whatever. a blogger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what this is all about. And yeah. eventually, uh, oh no, God, Julia Child uh, doesn't embrace her work or something, and this is the devastating mm-hmm. part of her life. <laughs> oh God, I feel so terrible. <laughs> I'm probably skipping a couple of details here. And then uh, at the end, in the in the in the after world, afterward, like they kind of like are like, oh well, and, and oh wow, they, I got through the thing, and it was everything was great, and of course. Just to let you know, I cheated on the guy you've seen this whole time, and I'm not totally with another guy now after all of this. Even though he treated me so wonderfully and everything was great, and he, he shepherded me through like complete insanity as I'm making a bunch of freaking recipes for some other, from other, some other chef, and like as if this is a, a quality pastime. And then she goes in and she just screws the other the, the I don't guy. remember her cheating on me. Yeah, because they stuck it at the end, but like the words at the end. 
So she left him? Oh, yeah. She was just I ditched the guy. That was part of the blog, right? Yes, of course you didn't. Yeah, that was part of the blog, right? She of her left telling the story. him? Yes. Oh, she totally screwed the guy at the end. Holy crap. That's At ugly. least that's how I remember it. That's I ugly. watch these movies a little differently than other people. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think they, they got divorced. That's ugly. Uh, and, uh, you know, now that she found fame, yeah. now, now, now she's this big, uh, you know, she's got movies being made about her. Ah, screw him. I've got a new guy in the picture. Now, if that happened to Jeffy, I'd be fine with it. But, but, but this guy seemed like he was a good guy. He did seem like, and he was supportive throughout, right? He, yeah. He really helped it, her. For no, like, look, to a ridiculous wow. extent, she yeah. obviously was insane. I mean, let's be Let's be honest about it. She clearly was insane. This project was insane. <laughs> and she was, the emotional ups and downs this woman went through over recipes were insane. An insane person goes through those ups and downs over recipes. Not a normal person who's, uh-huh. you know, has, has, has their wits with them. Yes. And uh, he deals with all that crazy this entire time. Mm-hmm. She finally finishes the thing, puts out her whatever she did to make a bunch of money and become famous. And as soon as she does, ditches the guy. That's not good. That's not good. They don't, don't. It's, it's not as bad as Bridges of Madison County, but it's not good. Well, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Good. The Notebook has this element in it. Uh, you know. Uh, don't all, start. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I love whoa. The Notebook. Okay, don't I start disparaging as a movie. I mean, it's, it's a movie that brings you, I like, it's like a, a awesome. tearjerker. It is. That's but, I mean, it's, like, it's the awesome. same thing. The guy who was in the picture did nothing wrong. And it's just like, oh, well, yeah, but sh- this new guy's better looking in here. So, like, I, when did this... Run, she wasn't in love with him, stupid. How about Runaway Bride? Remember Runaway Bride, that movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is told as a heroic love story to women. Uh-huh. The, she makes out with another guy in the church while she's getting married to someone else. And they're like, oh, what a heartwarming tale. As this woman ditches a guy at the altar over and over and over again and finally mm-hmm. finds love, not with the new husband, but with the other guy who happens to be in the church as they're about to get married. Right. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful tale. <laughs> it's like incredible. I know. It's weird. It's weird stuff. There's but, so many. There's so uh, many there like sure that. Are. They, yeah. they do that over and over and over again uh, where... We seem Some, to eat it up, though. We seem to we, eat it up. We want women that, especially. We want that, we want that feeling of, of uh, yeah. I married this guy because he's nice, but I don't really love him. Right. And when I find the person who I really love, this guy's... Well, what am I, yeah, and then we root for that. Right. Wait, right. Serendipity. Yeah. I love that movie. I It came out too. right around September 11th, so it was buried in history. But it was one of, I, I love that movie from back in the day. Yeah, it's great. Uh, great movie. They, these two, this, this couple meets back in the day. And they go through this process where, uh, you know, everything seems to look like it's all going to come together. And they believe in this sort of serendipitous world where eventually they'll meet up if they have to. And they search for each other for years and years and years and years and can't find each other. And oh, no, no, no. And then, of course, they're, uh, they're both about to get married. Mm-hmm. And all these, this confluence Seven of events years later. comes together. They haven't seen each other in, in years. They don't even know each other's name. And somehow it, come, it all comes together where uh, they wind up meeting up again or they're about to meet up. And the whole time you're cheering for them to meet up mm-hmm. while the caring <laughs> spouses that have actually done something other than a night 
yep. uh, have, have sat here and worked and worked and worked their asses off mm-hmm. for a nice relationship. Treat them like gold. It's not like they're like beating them and <laughs> right. they find a new person. Yeah. They treat them like gold. They had this ridiculous <laughs> wedding all planned out. And then the last second, oh, well, I met that guy that, that I knew for an hour seven years ago. Well, what a happy ending. I'm with him. Three years later, <laughs> fast forward, they're divorced. You know it's happened. They, but they both went bankrupt. One of them stole from the other one. Uh, you know, they all, they, you know, John Cusack in the real world had six other nights like that, and he meets another one of them in two weeks. That's what happens in real life. <laughs> well, this didn't you know. happen in the movie, however. No, because Serendipity 2 didn't come out. <laughs> Serendipity 2 is a story about how John Cusack divorces uh, What's-Her-Face. and Kate uh, Beckinsale. Kate, oh, nobody God, nobody divorces Kate no. Beckinsale. Okay, Kate no Beckinsale divorces okay. John Cusack because she go. had some other serendipitous night with some other douche <laughs> from another town who mm-hmm. went out to Trenton at some point and met. And that's how that one ends. They live for years in Newark, and and and, and the house, their house value goes I mean, nothing is more romantic uh, than meeting someone in Trenton. You know that as well as I do. I, I think I mean, the best part of that movie is that the, it takes place uh, at Serendipity, the greatest ice cream place in well, the world. And more than in that, the, world. the best frozen hot chocolate in the world. Best frozen hot chocolate oh, in the world. God, Just so an good. amazing. I, I mean, so good. It's, if, you ever, if you ever go to New York, Serendipity go 3. to Serendipity 3. Yeah, they did have a, uh, a minor rat issue. Uh, but just ignore that. That was a long time <laughs> that ago. That was a while ago. That was now a long everything's time ago. fine. Plus, fixed who cares? The they, they fixed situation. the rat issue. Plus, who cares? Fine. That was close for a while, though. Yeah, they, they didn't like... I mean, because this, you know... But, I, I mean, you can't even get in the place. Oh, my God. That's how much people love this place. So even good. after the rat problem. Yes. <laughs> because people said so. You in there. It was like you with Bluebell. Yeah. Like, God, they got Listeria. Yes. Oh, wow. I can't wait till they come back out and give me the opportunity to eat their product again. It's true. It's true. All right. Triple eight seven two seven back Pat and Stu. You know, uh, there's a report from the Environmental Working Group that has warned that 200... 18 million, thank you, uh, Americans are exposed to potentially dangerous tap water. Yeah, I mean, you saw what happened in Flint, Michigan. I mean, government is capable of even screwing up water. Yeah. So Americans do need an alternative, and there is a solution. And it's the Alexa Pure pitcher. This reduces up to 99.9% of 92 different contaminants found in tap water. It's amazing. Yeah, 99.9%. And you're thinking about, you want to have, more than anything else, I know we're, we're weird like this, but I think the American people are weird like this now. Oh, even if, even if you have no idea whether there's lead or chromium I don't six care. or whatever's in your water that the Alexa Pure can take out, I don't care. You just I, I can't I'm a even... snob now for, for drinking water, yes. and I won't drink it out of the tap. No. This makes it much less expensive than going out and buying bottled water right. all the time. And it tastes great, and it, it removes great. all the stuff that you don't know is there, which yeah. is, uh, that makes you feel really good as well. And it's, you know, it's, it's delicious water. It tastes good. It doesn't, and there's some weird, and I don't know how much of this is mental, to be honest with you, with the taste. I know that the... the, the probably a lot. Probably but, a lot of it. But to me, it's a huge difference It now. is. It <laughs> it's is. a huge... I, I honestly can't drink tap water anymore. And even if you're like Stu and you don't care about chromium six, I, li- I actually like ask them to add a little he chromium six in most of my drinks. Drinks <laughs> quarts of chromium six at home. <laughs> but um, even if you're not, you know, all about chromium six, you probably are about bottled water. And this saves a ton of money. Yes. It's expensive to go out and buy those cases and 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 then just keep replenishing your stash of bottled water. So if you've become you know, tap water abhorrent like I have, this is a great way to go. Yeah, and it's great easy, obviously, fixing your fridge. It's a, it's a nice, because I know they had they had another unit, which is great as well, but it was a little bit bigger, a little harder to deal with. This one, yeah. is, it's so easy. 
Uh, it's right in your fridge. You, you have to pour some water. Look at that. That's how Look you pour. That. That's if, how you do if it. If there was water in it, <laughs> right that's there. how you would pour it. Pat just showed you. <laughs> well, a that live is how you pour. Right? Yeah, that is for how safety you purposes, we didn't have any water in it. No, God no. Of course not. Just go to alexapure.com. Alexapure.com or call 888-895-7746. Alexapure.com. This is the top of the line. Uh, great unit and, and does more Again, than... this is how it works. The, it's really not complicated. There's a bunch of crappy filters out there that don't do much of anything. This, that's not the Alexapure. Alexapure does it. It's alexapure.com. 888-895-7746. Hey, it's Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. Uh, apparently there was another, another little uh, controversy involving Saturday Night Live and uh, some skit about Kellyanne Conway that uh, supposedly they wouldn't do to a liberal woman. Did you Have you seen this? Yeah, I saw it. Um, you agree? They wouldn't do this to a liberal? I don't think they would do it to a... I mean, they would never make one of these people into a character if they were liberal, right? I mean, yeah. I, right. they're making Kellyanne Conway into a thing. Um, where I, I don't, I can't remember someone they treated badly that was a liberal sort of politician that was a woman. Um, I think they would do this to a crazy celebrity that was liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, I, I think they would do that. Um, it's a weird, it's, it's, it was a weird piece they put together. Kind of, I would say it was a parody of like Fatal Attraction. It was that sort yeah. of vibe. Um, so watch it and tell me what you think. Okay, okay, you can go on our show, whatever you want. You win, whatever you want. Just... <laughs> Okay, great. Thanks, Jake. You're a monster. Actually, no, I am just Kellyanne Conway, and I always got my Kellyanne Conway! No! <laughs> Kellyanne! Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you okay? Actually, I'm fine, but I do only have three lives left. See you in the news. <laughs> it was a long build-up to that. Yes, it was. Kind of it was really not that funny. Yeah. Wow. No. There's a long build-up to it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's I like bet the that's very hysterical. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, it wasn't one of their better skits. I, mean, right, I think though. some of the... Okay. They've been hit or miss with the Trump stuff. I mean, I, mm. I, am, uh, I mm. think the Alec Baldwin Trump stuff is actually funny. I do. I didn't see the one this weekend, but his impersonation for some reason makes me laugh because it's so ridiculously over the top. Mm-hmm. The Sean Spicer thing I thought was funny, although I didn't see the second one. Um, I heard that I one saw, wasn't yeah, as good. That was pretty good. The it second was one good. Was I, didn't good? See, I didn't see the Trump, though. Um, I didn't see uh, Baldwin's Trump this week. Yeah. But I saw the Spicer again. It was good. I mean, Melissa McCarthy shows up again. For I mean, a bit. again, like, Come this, on is, now. this is the weird standard, though, because I mean, amazing. people are making this into a double standard. And it is. But it's like, you don't get. Melissa McCarthy or Alec Baldwin to do these things if it's a liberal you're making fun of. Not a chance. Right? Like, I mean, they'll, they'll show up for their hosting episode and maybe make fun of a liberal here and there. But like, Yeah, because, well, this was his, Tina this Faye was Alec's uh, 17th, right? I mean, he set the record this last week, you know, for the most times hosting. Right. Yes. Which is, uh, what an honor. <laughs> I mean, I think it even hit or miss. It's not, it's not terrible, but, you know, I mean, not, not great. Let's be honest about Alec it. Baldwin, did he host it again? Yes, yeah, so he yeah. hosted it, and then, of course, just did this Trump thing. Okay. Um, um, so who had the record before that? Like Steve Martin Steve or somebody? Steve Martin, maybe? Yeah, he'd, he'd be my guess. Yeah, I think it was. I'm, I'm not, actually, I'm not sure. We'll find Steve Martin, what happened to him? You never see him anymore. He's actually coming to town pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, he's around. I'm really? excited. They're doing a tour. Uh, it's Steve Martin and Martin Short. 
together on stage at one of the theaters. Really? I'm like, I'm going to see that. That would be awesome. We should all go to see that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, all right. Apparently, they arrested hundreds of illegal immigrants um, during an ICE raid across the U.S. That's the first time in American history that's ever happened. Not true, and It's Pat. because of uh, no. Donald Trump. Not because true. he hates brown people. That's <laughs> no, why. That's not true. He hates people who come from the South who are a little uh, smaller than he is in brown. He may. He I don't know about them. that, but I mean, the, the fact about the immigration and it's the first time it's not. ever happened. Oh. No, it's not the first time it's ever happened. That part you're definitely wrong about. The other stuff, I don't know. It's speculation. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one you're definitely wrong on. Uh, you know, so they did 600 people in multiple states. The overwhelming majority of them were uh, criminals. I guess they got a couple people uh, who weren't uh, criminals. Oh, no. Are they separating families? Well, Are I- they separating good, hardworking, decent families of undocumented immigrants? Are they doing that? I suppose. Holy cow. Um, I, I love this one, though. Let's see if I can find mm. it real quick. Um, Except that they're not only that, they're felons. Um, yeah, like, so I don't know what uh, the truth is on this one fully yet. I, I will say I heard on Fox News this morning that none of them were anything. They were all crim- fe- felons. Felons. They were all separately criminals, separate from their uh, illegal immigration activity. And to be clear, Trump has not changed that yet. He may change it at some point. But I mean, like the enforcement structure, he's not repealed DACA. He has not, re- he has not changed much of anything as far as illegal immigration goes. He's promised to do a lot, but he has not actually done anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, however, uh, the uh, Los Angeles Times had a story about this, and they said uh, the majority, I believe, was the, uh, let's see if I can, I'm, I'm not finding it for some reason in this uh, article. Of course, this is, the, this is what I do every day, and this is a completely off topic. I open up 500 tabs, and I go through them at the end of the show, and I'm like, ah, I don't I can close this one out, close this one out. No matter what, every time we start the show, one of the tabs that I had read a fact on is one of the ones I've closed, and I can't find yes. it. Yes. Ah, every time. I'm but, glad I, that's, I'm not the only person that it, happens. It, it, oh, it's so no. infuriating. Because yeah, it it's is. amazing that every story talking about the same incident doesn't have every fact in it. Yeah, I know. And it's agonizing. The, the fact, it, it would have been nice if they would have included the fact that Barack Obama was doing this all the time. I mean, every day, people were deported during Barack Obama's yeah, presidency. 2.3 million? And we never heard about it. 2.3 million were yeah. deported overall during his presidency. So, you know, stop it with yeah. this Yeah, and this stuff. is 600, uh, which would give him a pace of, what, 30,000 a year? Uh, 30,000 a year would be way down from the, way normal, down. Uh, the normal numbers. Uh, but uh, they were saying that, so they, say, they said the overwhelming majority were, were also criminals. So it was either all of them from Fox News or from whatever other source I was reading, I thought it was the LA Times, but it doesn't seem like it was, said the overwhelming majority of them. And when they went by, they're like, but, you know, blah, 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 this woman, um, you know, was, uh, is sparking outrage. It's sparking outrage because she, no one feels safe in her community anymore. A couple of paragraphs down, what you read is, uh, she had an illegal social security number. This is a point Pat Gray has made on this uh, program <laughs> expertly for many, many years, which is like, even if you are just an illegal immigrant, you either are committing tax fraud or you have a fake social security number. Yes, identity fraud and theft. So You're one of the two in almost every circumstance. You're not just an illegal alien. You've also committed other uh, crimes in this country. Here, it's, it's almost impossible to avoid. Quickly, here it is. This is it's Quartz is the, uh, is the source of this. Um, among the hundreds of people arrested were many with no criminal records, though ICE officials said the majority were criminals. Now remember, it's 600 total. They say many with no criminal records, and then the ICE officials say the majority were criminals. That so, is terrible reporting. Many. Right, what does many. that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean two, three? Two, 15, two? 80%? Who knows? Right. And then they go on to say... Um, 
These raids are going on. That same day, immigration authorities deported a Mexican woman. They had previously considered a non-threat. Now, that's an interesting point in that it's so no what? longer about criminal record. Now right. it's whether they think they're a threat or not, which is a totally different standard. They've moved right. the goalposts. She came to the U.S. illegally as a girl and was convicted of impersonating someone else by using a fake Social Security number. But officials had chosen not to enforce <laughs> a deportation or issue against her. So she had a deportation order against her already previously. And then they decided not to enforce it. And now they are enforcing it. I mean, is that, a, is that a, a horrific change in policy? What is the argument for someone who's committed identity theft to stay? It's insanity. It's just, uh, it, it, this none is of this, there's no reality complete, cr- complete around insanity. this story. It's incredible. 888 back. More patents do coming up in a minute. It's crazy. Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven back. Uh, the Yale Whiffenpoofs are the most prestigious all male college acapella group in the United States of America. Of course, they I are. was going to say you, the same thing. Yeah, thank you. Are you? They're huge. We, I mean, who doesn't love the Whiffenpoofs? I mean, no one's going to raise their hand in this room. I'll Nobody. In no this way. Room. No. Renowned for their performances, the troupe began in nineteen oh nine, and every year they add fourteen seniors to join the group. So. In the last 108 years, that means this group has grown to 1,527 people. That's a lot of freaking people. You keep adding 14 more for 108 years, you're going to have a massive freaking choir. And still no women in it. Still no women. Oh, no. Despite the 1,527 members. Um, So I guess guess the 14, what they don't say here is I think the 14 drop off and then they select 14 new ones. Uh, but this year, some women were elected to audition for positions in the Whiff and Poofs. Are you sure they've never had anyone? Apparently not. Jeffy. The group's policy allows for women to audition but remains strictly single gender and doesn't admit women into its ranks. Uh, if I feel like I'm a woman, can I get in? Man. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, there was a big Grammy moment of that last night. Was uh, there? Yeah, someone was like, I want you to Google... Whatever name that Stu has now forgotten, because he went to a bathroom and he was, or she, I don't know. Uh oh. Oh boy. 